So I would see the boys out on the field and they would be running and, and running after the girls and touching them on the booties. And I was thinking, I, I want that. This is Everett Shipman. Welcome to the Maximize Your Mind podcast, where we develop the mentality necessary to forge fitness and lifestyle to achieve anything that you want from life. And welcome back to another edition, Friday night edition of Maximize Your Mind. I'm your host, Everett Shipman. Today, this evening, this afternoon, wherever it is, where you are, we are talking about booties and confidence. Booties and confidence? Yes, you heard me correct. And I know you're probably thinking, what's the connection like? What literally do booties have to do with confidence? Well, I'm going to explain that on today's episode. So sit back, sit tight. You'll want to hear this one. This should be pretty transformational. It's a short one, but it's really packed. Um, and I'm really going to go in and really just share with you some things that uh, that have transpired along the way in my life that has gotten me to where I am today. And so uh, I hope everyone, by the way, has had a great week, has a solid week. You've ended on the right note. You've you've been able to get your workouts in. You've been able to make some healthy decisions. You've been able to connect with other like minded individuals. All right. Now, <clears throat> For most who know me today, they would probably think I have never suffered with confidence. They couldn't be further from the truth, right? People who know my parents, they I've heard them say plenty times before that I'm just a different breed. And I'll I'll agree to that. We're very different, you know, and uh, but when I was in elementary school, I had absolutely no confidence. Zip zilch zero. Me being shy was a tragic understatement and was the epic up understatement of the entire uh of, of really of my entire being I, I just didn't fit in I, I knew I didn't fit in and I could feel it with everything in me I hated it I detested the fact that I did not fit in and part of me did blame my parents because if you had raised me differently if you had if you had introduced me in a different way if you had had different practices I could be somewhere where I fit in I hated the fact that I couldn't talk to my dad. Hated the fact that I couldn't explore me and, and what it meant to be me. Matter of fact, when I got my first wet dream, I forget how old I was, but when I got it, the idea was you tell your parents, you tell your father, you connect. And I remember I told my mom, and the first thing she said was, you need to go talk to your dad. And he gave me just really some basic reprimands, and that was it. There, there was no further insight. There was no deep interaction. And so... Um, that really was symbolic of our entire relationship. Just no real comfort level when it came to talking to my dad. And so I hated the fact that me and my siblings, we were the only kids, the only kids in the entire school wearing school uniforms. Not to mention my pants didn't didn't even hardly fit. I was made fun of on a daily basis. I didn't care much uh, for the yellow shirt or the blue pants either, but it was just a, a an unfit type of experience uniform was tight wasn't fitting properly hated the colors and people let me know i i was joned on daily and so i hated the fact 
that TV was not a thing for us growing up. That's another thing I hated. It was hard to keep up with my classmates when they talked about all of the cartoons and everything, especially when Animaniacs first came out. I remember there was a guy, uh, I won't say his name, but there was a guy in my class, he was a an Animaniacs fan. He raved about it. But the people in the class seemed to think that we were like twins. We, we were uh, identical in nature. We both wore glasses, both dark-skinned brothers, same type of haircut. And he came out, and I remember we were stand, standing in line, and somebody made a comment while he was singing the Animaniacs theme song. And they made another joke like they always did about us being twins or brothers. And, I mean, he thoroughly refuted it and... and, and acted as if it was just he was clearly the better looking one he was clearly the one that was above and beyond and so where was I going to get this confidence see I was always outside peering inside the window while everyone else was having fun I felt very small inside well except for my head that was pretty big and I knew that because I had a head shaped like E.T. from the movie that's what they said so that was pretty that was pretty hurtful I even remember the glasses that I used to wear, the, the, the constant reminders and the constant punchlines ending in Steve Urkel, which I was actually allowed to watch that Family Matters show on TGI Fridays. I remember I got so angry one day because these glasses slipped off my face for the umpteenth time and I slammed the concrete wall in front of me while I was walking down in the corridor and I think it was in church walking down to the lower corridor fellowship hall and my father was right behind me and he swiftly reprimanded me for for slamming my uh, for slamming the concrete wall but but here's the thing I slammed the wall for many reasons not just because they slipped off my face which was normal because the temples had become loose so I was always pushing them uh, back on my face but also because the glasses represented why I didn't have confidence. They were why I was ridiculed. I had bad eyesight, so that's why I would never fit in. And I couldn't just get better vision. That's not something you can just correct. That's not just something you can get rid of. Nah, I was stuck. So, so in that moment, I, I slammed the wall. I let out my frustration. I, I vented. I was, I was just the little shy boy who went to church every night, went to school in a horrible school uniform every day, and watched all the boys tap the girls' booties at recess. So ultimately, I learned to keep quiet. I didn't have the courage to speak to dad. I didn't have the confidence to really even talk to my mom, even though I always knew she would listen. That's a crazy place to be in. I knew she would listen, but I didn't have the confidence to talk. Ultimately, I knew it would get back to my dad, and it just wasn't the most comfortable thing to talk about. And so one day, while I was watching the kids be kids out on the field at recess, it dawned on me just how awkward and painfully shy I was. Because, see, the boys would all run around and they would tap the girls on the booty, on the booties, and I wanted in. But here's the thing. I couldn't. I couldn't just get in. I couldn't force myself to do it. I couldn't will myself to do it. It was like a sick paralysis that was just over me. It kept me in bondage and incarcerated by my own fear. There was no way I could even approach a girl, let alone touch her on the booty. Totally not going to happen. But really... It wasn't so much about the booties as it was about fitting in. 
See, every day I wondered and I was tortured with thoughts of why I couldn't be like all the other boys. Why didn't I have the courage to participate in all the fun activities? I mean, it was supposedly all fun and games. I mean, the girls were happy and they were laughing. The boys were even happier and laughing even harder. All I saw were boys and girls who weren't afraid to do whatever they pleased. And so my daily prayer became, I just want to have the confidence to touch the girls on the booties. And and I knew that was a weird prayer. I knew I shouldn't have been praying that, but, but I just really hated being so shy. So I literally began to pray that every night. I thought about it constantly. And then I was taken out of public school and homeschooled for two years, so I missed middle school entirely. I missed seventh grade, I missed eighth, eighth grade, and by the time I went back to public school in ninth grade, the awkwardness was unbelievably painful. See, on the outside, I played my part, only because I had to. But deep down inside, I knew there was no escaping the real me, awkward, shy, uncomfortable in public. But I knew I wanted that thing. That thing that made the boys be them. So, so I thought about it night and day. I thought about it constantly, which, which is what I came to learn later, the first step to becoming confident. You've got to think about it until you believe it. And see, this goes for anything in life. If you want a better job, think on it until you believe it's possible. Because it will put you in a place to actually figure out how. You want a healthier body? Think about it until you believe it. Because without the belief, it'll never actually happen. But just like me, your will to believe is battered by the reality of your internal experiences. And, and I want you to check this out. Your, your reality is usually a lot different than what you need to actually believe in order to change, grow, and progress. That's what makes it challenging. I'm going to say that again. Your reality that thing that you're experiencing on a day-to-day -day basis is usually mostly a lot different than what you actually need to believe. So you need to believe something so far beyond your reality in order to have it come to pass. And if you don't have that confidence to believe that even in the face of a reality that's not reflecting that, it'll be that much harder to actually get it. It'll be that much harder to actually change, grow, and progress. And now, I didn't know it then, but when I was out there on the field looking at the, looking at the boys out there on recess, but the boys that I saw out there doing the unthinkable, tapping the girls on the booty, were setting the stage for me to believe that something different was possible. It was the seed. Mind you, the seed always looks different than the life form it becomes. I want you to catch that. The seed always looks different than the life form it finally becomes. So, so when you see me on social media, when you hear me through the podcast, when you, when you experience the, the vitality, the robustness, the confidence that exudes, I want you to know that I've overcome the worst type of thinking to get to this place because life is all about the mind. It's all about a mind game. And it's all about your ability to overcome it. I had to defeat the negative thinking of not being good enough and not fitting in. And so at this point, I have come to the conclusion I don't give two flying rectums what anyone thinks of me now. 
it doesn't matter and yes every now and then there will be voices there will be challenges there will be things that try to force you into divulging or uh, reverting back to the old you or, or, or reverting back to a previous you or reverting back to an immature or an undeveloped you but you've got to stay strong and resilient and and we're going to fly this plane together we're going to correct this ship together you and i both we're going to forge our confidence together and accomplish great things together all right that's my time for today I appreciate you for checking into this episode remember fitness is the vehicle to achieve anything that you want in life so get fit stay fit be fit and i'll talk to you all on the next episode <laughs>